You're listening to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. Thank you so much for joining us. My name is Todd Lesher. It is always good to be with you. And I am super excited to introduce you all to our guest today on the podcast. Today, we have award-winning singer, songwriter, and worship leader, Yancey, on the podcast. Yancey has a number of songs that we sing in our kids at FHC areas, and she really has a heart and passion for leading families in worship with music that makes Jesus loud. I love it. Yancey, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Well, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit more about yourself? Well, I, um, I have grown up around the church my whole life. I I grew up a a pastor's kid. My dad has done children's ministry, um, and been involved in family, family ministry my whole life. So I grew up around the church and, um, had a, had a passion for music from the time I was in elementary age. I remember the first, the first, you know, times that I kind of got up on stage and helped with an a worship team in elementary and joined the kids choir as a kid and just fell in love with music and mm. that whole process of getting to perform and sing and be a part of that stuff. And so from a very early age, um, set out to, to make music. I knew, I knew that that was the direction that God was, you know, leading me in and pointing me in for my life. And so, um, started, started making music at a young age and, and originally did kind of more normal Christian music, like you would hear on the radio and, you know, through, through a series of God, just directing my steps and, and, um, walking through open doors and, and trying to be obedient, realized that he was leading me to make music for kids and for families. And so, um, I've now been doing that, uh, kind of wholly, you know, focused on, on kids and families for the past 10 years. Awesome. So I have a couple kids of my own. I have a six-year-old and a 10-month-old, um, both boys. And so um, get to travel and, and, you know, write songs that churches use and that families can listen to together and sing along together. And, and I love making resources that, you know, both church and home can use. Um, but I also get the pleasure of traveling around the country and doing family concerts and, and leading kids and their parents in worship. And so it's a real joy to get to do those things. Yeah. So do your kids become your test subjects for your songs now? Uh, sometimes, you know, <laughs> like I, I've been making music for kids yep. way longer yep. than, than they were test subjects, but right. Sparrow, you know, my six year old, he's just now in the past couple of years been, been, um, been being a little bit more of, you know, someone to, to get some feedback on. And, and he definitely inspired a couple songs oh, in my sure. life. Yeah. Praise album, you know, yeah. there's a song about being obedient and <laughs> <laughs> there's, you know, songs involving superheroes. Oh yes. And so, um, you know, he definitely is starting to ser- serve as some forms of inspiration for what would connect well with kids. Yeah. But. That's really great. My wife is a preschool teacher and she plays your music at preschool and 
she just says the kids go nuts when your songs come on. So it just, that, oh, yeah, the connectivity with the audience, you know, especially at our church and at my wife's preschool is, is really high over here. So but I'm, I'm curious just to know, you, you know, with such an extensive music career, what are some of your favorite moments throughout your career? Oh, well, I mean, throughout my whole career, um, I wrote a, a song that um, the group Avalon recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called I Don't Want to Go, and it went number one on Christian radio yeah. and on their greatest hits albums and wild hits, you know, record and stuff like that. So, I mean, that definitely was, you know, a career highlight and yeah, definitely. Um, getting to, you know, work with various Christian artists and stuff. But, you know, really, I think it just comes down to some of those individual testimonies mm-hmm. um, that you hear from time to time, whether it be you know, from a church leader or a parent, you know, I remember a few years ago at a conference, a mom who was involved in ministry, just telling me that, you know, she had, she had a child. I I forget the details of exactly what was wrong with the child, but the child was not, you know, a hundred percent healthy and Mm -hmm. functioning, you know, the way that you would, um, want your child to be. And so you know, the child was very non, non-verbal, non-responsive. And I remember her just kind of telling me the details of the story where one day she heard him, you know, like saying, singing along to mm-hmm. Hosanna, you know, rock yeah. in his crib. And she was just like, you know, jaw dropped, um, because it was something that he doesn't do, you know, yeah. out, outside of, in the context of, participating in that song. And so I I think, you know, testimonies like that, or last week I had a a lady who, um, you know, messaged me and, uh, her, her mother, you know, was in the process of passing away and they, um, her and her family had been listening to some of my music, you know, that's not total kids music and, and just kind of worshiping in the, the room. And, you know, they were listening to my music when, when her mother took, her last breath, you know, my version of his eyes on the sparrow. And, you know, and so she was just, you know, thanking me for not just making music for kids, but also how that had, you know, definitely created a moment and a memory within her family. So I think just the real life stories from people where you're reminded that you are making a difference, you know, somebody's life and helping to connect, helping to connect people, both young and old, you know, whether we're talking about a preschooler or a preteen kid, or we're talking about a parent or a grandparent or a great grandparent, just helping them take steps, um, through these songs to spend time, um, using their words and their thoughts to bring honor to, you know, our amazing God, um, that, you know, helping people do that definitely is what I think brings me the most fulfillment and joy yeah. from what I do. I love that. I love that. Well, let's let's connect it to kind of your your theme statement. You say your ministry is all about music that makes Jesus loud. So what's your hope behind that phrase? Well, I mean, I think when you listen to my music, I mean, all of my music is uh, very blatant and obviously right. Christian, yep. you know, it, it has scripture and and paraphrase scripture and Bible stories and, and themes throughout it. And so if you've been around church at all, you'll hear familiar things within it. And I think, I think, um, you know, especially in the days and and times that we're living in where it's so easy for people to water down things or to kind of beat around the bush or whatnot. I just, um, 
I want to be bold in my faith and help encourage other people to, you know, stand strong and what it is that, you know, they believe in. And if, and if Jesus is the rock, you know, that we can build our lives upon, then let's do that. And through our lives and our words and our actions and our choices, let's show other people, you know, that, that Jesus is what is different about us and on the inside of us that enables us to, to live out our lives the way that we do. So, um, you know, my music definitely just is, is all about him. And I hope that I can inspire, you know, kids and families to be bold in their faith and to, you know, to shout real loud how good God Mm. is and to just let that overflow, um, in their life to, uh, to be a testimony to the people that they come into contact with within their community and, and their realm of influence. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that I, I gather from your music is the positive pride in your faith in the way that it, it pours out in your everyday life. And so that really seems to be a you know, dominant theme. And when it comes to just worship in general, what do you want people to understand about worship or how do you teach people about worshiping God? Yeah. You know, worship at the end of the day, worship is one of the most natural Hmm. things that we can do. You know, I think over time and the older that we get and the more that we, um, kind of allow ourselves to become uncomfortable with it, you know, Hmm. It, it can, it can have some, you know, some changes and maybe some redirection there, but, um, you know, the, I've, I've led worship for every age group under the sun and by far kids are the easiest group (laughs) to worship. And I think that's, I think that's partly because they've got fewer years under their belt, you know, (laughs) to, to have kind of reprogrammed their mind, but you know, it, it gets talked about and I'm sure you've heard messages or, you know, read articles or something about it before, but we all worship something, you know, whether it's a career, whether it's an, you know, a certain achievement, whether it's our social status. I mean, we all worship in our life and that, um, a a friend of mine once had a, a status on Facebook and it said, teaching kids, um, to worship is not the issue, but directing them who, you know, who to give their too. That's, you know, that's what you're doing. That's what you're teaching. Um, and so, you know, I, I kind of just plain and simple worship is communication. And just like we can talk to God through prayer, just like we can read his word and him speak to us, you know, through the songs that we sing, we can communicate with God and give him thanks and show him the honor that he's due for the things that he's done in our lives and the the things that he's done for, for friends of ours and family members of ours. And, um, so worship is communication, but I, I like to just kind of break it down when I'm talking to a group of kids, I'll ask them, you know, how many of you like it when your mom or dad come up and tell you that they love you? Mm-hmm. You know, how, do you like it when your parents give you a big hug and kiss? Yeah. Um, and you know, all the kids, even, even the old ones, they're going to raise their hand, you know, like they obviously love that attention and affection from, from their parents. And I'll ask about friends, you know, how many of you 
have a really good friend, a best friend that you like to spend time with and hang out with. And has that friend ever told you how much fun they have hanging out with you and maybe wanted you to come over to their house and, you know, they want to spend time with you. And obviously people enjoy that. Um, and, you know, ask, ask girls questions about, you know, getting, getting compliments on their hair or yeah. their shoes or, you know, guys on their competitive, you know, advantage in mm. sports or are playing video games and just that feeling of conquering and winning and how good that feels and, and, you know, end up breaking it all down and just simply say, we all like to hear nice things said about us. We all like to receive compliments And we were made in the image of God. And just like we like to hear nice things said about us and who we are and the things that we do and things that we're good at, God loves it when we, as his children, go to him and just simply say, God, I love you. Thank you for what you did for me yesterday. You know, thank you for what you're doing and my family. And God, you know, when you you know, when you split the Red Sea or when you, you, when you helped David fight Goliath, like that was so cool. And that was so amazing. And got it, you know, give me that kind of confidence. You know, it's just, it's us acknowledging God for who he is Mm. and, um, taking time to do that in our life. And so I think when you, when you kind of look at it that way, uh, for me, it's, it's not just about, you know, the song you're singing itself, but it's just directing your compliments and your attention and your affection to the one that's deserving of it. Mm, yeah. That's a great way of seeing it. And something that I, that you said is, is worth reemphasizing is that kids are going to worship something. It's mm-hmm. directing their worship to the one who deserves it above all. Yeah. And so why is worship so important within the context of family? Well, I think within the context of family, it's important just because, you know, your kids are watching (laughs) your every move. They're soaking, they're soaking up the things that you do, um, your actions, your choices, both as an adult, but, you know, also within the context of what you show them is important Mm -hmm. within your family. And so, you know, for me, it's just, uh, um, well, thinking back to my parents, I remember them saying like when they, when they first had children, they went to like every great parent and family in their church and asked them what they did to have, you know, great kids. Yeah. (laughs) And, and so they kind of started with this goal of like, we want to have kids, you know, that are like this. And so they asked people where they saw that kind of evident within their family. And so it's kind of asking yourself, like what, if you want your kids to grow up to be you know, Christ followers that are serving Jesus, that understand and value going to church, you know, on a regular basis and serving and volunteering and making a difference. It's, it's kind of like, what are you wanting to accomplish within your family? And so if those are things that matter to you and and that you value, then one of those core components of having kids that end up loving Jesus and serving Jesus as an adult is them learning how to you know, spend time worshiping God. And Mm. so I think you can model that a lot of ways, you know, and it's, and it doesn't just have to be that, Oh, on Thursday nights, you know, you turn on some music and play, you know, 10 favorite worship songs and Mm. have an hour where you as a family just worship. Like it doesn't have to be that it can just be, you know, very simple things that happen, even just by choosing what you listen to going down the road in the car and opening up your mouth and singing out loud and participating in it. And, you know, kind of inspiring your family to join in those efforts. It can be something very casual. Yeah. Um, 
but it can be something that you do together and make memories of together. You know, one of the things I love about, you know, the super duper popular worship songs that are out there that, you know, maybe end up on Christian radio and maybe mom and dad sing them in the main adult worship and the kids and the teenagers even end up singing them, you know? So in recent years, songs like we believe or good, Mm. good father, you know, things like that. I love it because it's a song that a whole family, you know, Mm. multiple generations in a family um, can be familiar with and, and can join in together and sing you know, as a family. And I just love that. Yeah. That connection point that songs like that can add within a family because you're kind of all on the same page, you know, being familiar with those things. But I think, I think just you as parents, and, um, how to, how to worship and just showing your kids that it, it's important and showing your kids that just, just like we tell kids they can pray anywhere in any place, <laughs> you know, worship is the same thing mm-hmm. they can play while they're on the, sw- or, you know, they can, yeah, not, they can play, but they right. can worship God <laughs> as yep. they're in the backyard on the swing set or, you know, in a fort or running around and playing a game of chase. Like you can sing songs and you can have these little moments, you know, whether they're 30 seconds here or a couple minutes there where you just acknowledge God and his presence in your life and give him thanks for that. Yeah. Well, that goes back to what you said about everyone being made in the image of God. And when you're using your bodies to play at the playground or to have fun as a family, you can affirm that as worship to God kind of as an expression of that. I think that's really strong for parents to grasp onto. And even to the idea about that kids imitate parents. So in some ways, not entirely, but in some ways that kids will end up worshiping what you worship, you know, as they they grow up. One thing that I, uh, that happens in in my car a lot is we listen to all types of music, but my kids will ask, you know, almost predictably is we're listening to a song, no matter who the artist is, my, my son will say, Hey, is this song about God? And so mm-hmm. it's, it's one of two, I can see it as one of two ways. It's good accountability for what I'm listening yeah. to around them, but it's also a good conversation starter to go, they're listening okay. to the lyrics and that I can make this a, an opportunity to, you know, speak into their life and faith. So those, yeah, those I, great. I've heard, you know, parents tell me about conversations that they were able to have with their kid because they started asking questions, you know, about something that was in the lyric of a song. Um, and you know, th- this, this, this parent was telling me about one of my songs, you know, where it, it made this young child ask a question that maybe they would have not had that conversation about faith with that child that young yeah. if if that lyric had not inspired it. But I think as well, just like you said with, with your son, it's a good reminder because they, they are listening and they are soaking up stuff, mm-hmm. even when maybe you aren't. You know, I'm someone that listens to lyrics, you know, like yeah. the songwriter in me, I hear a song and I'm like, listening to the lyric and like figuring it out. On the other hand, my husband is like almost numb to what the song is saying. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, and we, we listen to to music that is not Christian. You know, we Mm -hmm. listen to some pop music too, but every now and then I'll be, you know, with my husband, I'm like, um, make sure that you don't play this song when, <laughs> when Sparrow's in the car because uh-huh. it's yep. this a whole bunch. Yep. Um, and you know, my husband might not be paying attention to it, but I know that my son would eventually pick it totally. up and ask about it. Yep. Um, and so, you know, even, even kids that are young, I, I remember years ago, I had some family friends in my car and, you know, it 
you you would say that child was too young to be able to sing along to whatever song mm-hmm. was on the radio, but they were singing along, you know, to the chorus. They could they yep. could pick it up. And so I think just realizing that, you know, your kids are soaking it up. My son, he is like he falls prey to commercials on mm-hmm. TV and the shows he watches. And yep. he can tell me about, you know, Clorox and all sorts of <laughs> right, right. crazy household products that he's learned about, you know, from these commercials. And it's just like, you know, we were in Lowe's one day and he was telling me all about this item. And I was like, why do you know about this? Like, <laughs> like this is crazy. Yep. But, you know, at the same time, it's like, okay, this is little 30 second infomercial things. And he's like soaking it up. And, you know, your kids are the same way, mm-hmm. you guys that are listening. And so um, I think just being conscious of it. And I, I think, you know, by making some wise choices in the music that you listen to, you can also, um, plant some seeds for some great conversations to happen with Mm -hmm. your kids as they start soaking up that message. And then, you know, days later, weeks later, start having some conversations about some of those things. So use it as a tool and make it work to your advantage within your family. I mean, that's the really that's really the incredible thing about music and how God designed it. It is so sticky and memorable yeah. and it grabs our attention. And so it is, I think, one of the simplest ways for parents to engage the faith of their children. So, you know, if you would, you know, we've thrown out a bunch of different ideas and examples, but if you were con- to condense it down, even to the point of saying, hey, parents, go listen to my music. But what 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 can parents do to make worship Je- worshiping Jesus priority in their homes? I th- you know, I think it would just be, you know, making some conscious choices throughout the week of what you choose to play, mm-hmm. you know, whether that's what's on the radio, whether that's an album that you pull up, you know, on iTunes or Spotify. I think even, you know, even choosing like, Hey, you know what guys, let's have, let's have a little 10 minute dance party, mm. you know? Yeah. And I planned a couple of like super fun, engaging songs, you know, um, Amber sky records and, and the guys at orange, they make some super fun music yeah. that is just, you know, a, a big celebration and, and very joy filled and activity filled. And so it's like plan and play a couple of those songs and just dance around and have mm-hmm. a good time with your kids, you know, like have them name one thing that they're thankful for or mm-hmm. one amazing thing that they've seen that God helped them, you know, do, yeah. um, this week and j- just make it very casual. I think it doesn't have to be something that feels, you know, super duper churchy and, you know, like overly spiritual. I think it can just be not as natural as, What's, you know, one reason that you have today to say that God is good, Mm, you know, what's, what's three things that you're thankful for this week. And then like, okay, well, let's have a total little Mm. party here Mm. and let's throw down and let's dance and let's clap and let's jump and let's just celebrate how good God is, you know? Yeah, seriously. Um, 
I think that's good so, for, for yeah. parents to put away any sort of embarrassment they may feel to have that, that dance party right there in the, in the, in the family room together yeah. with one another. Yep. That'll make a big difference in their kids' lives. Well, yeah. I would love for you to just complete the phrase. It's kind of the, the title of this episode of the podcast. So how would you complete this phrase? The family that worships together. I was thinking about this and I'm like, (laughs) there's so many directions that I want to go with it. But can I give multiple answers? Please. I'm I'm one of those people. I hate to narrow something down to one. Like that's like the worst thing ever in life for me. I'm like, Oh, totally pick one. (laughs) Okay. First off, I would just say, okay, the family that worships together loves Jesus together. Um, it kind of, that kind of go, mimics around with what we were just talking about just yeah. showing your kids what matters and, and, um, is important. I, I, another thing on a more deeper, serious level that I thought about was just that a family that worships together fights battles together. Mm. Um, and I say that from the standpoint that, you know, all of us have days in life where everything is not going our way. Mm-hmm. And that's true of your kids. That's true of you as parents as well. And Darlene Check, um, who's the, the lady um, that kind of put Hillsong worship on the map mm-hmm. and wrote yeah. Shout to the Lord. Um, there was a, a meme that I saw about a year ago and it just popped up again on my Facebook memories the other day. And I jotted down where she had said that worship stops the noise of life. Hmm. And, um, and I think it's so true when you're going through something and, and and let's just talk about David, um, in the Bible as an example, we know that David was a man after God's own heart. Um, that's something the Bible tells us. And David is one of our biggest examples of worship that we have in in the Bible. And for me, kind of thinking about that, I would say that David being a man after God's own heart, the, the reason that I, I would analyze that to be is that David learned how to worship God, no matter what was going on in his life. Okay. So even when David needed a refuge and when he needed a strength and when he needed a shelter, he was able to say and declare and speak that God was those things in his life. And we're all going to go through some things where we need God to strengthen us. We need God to direct us and worship gives us an opportunity um, to focus our attention on him and to use our words to speak and sing about who we believe God is, Mm. even when that's not being displayed in our immediate reality, you know, helps, I think us kind of speak a song in faith and speak truth about who we believe God is in faith, knowing that he can help us, that he can be the refuge and the strength and the help that we need in our life. Mm. Um, and so that's why I would say that families that worship together also fight battles together is I think, you know, when your kids are going through something, you know, when they're having a hard day with a friend of theirs or at school or with a teacher, or you're struggling with something within your job, worship is something that we have to turn to in all of those situations to simply just cast our cares upon the Lord, you know, as the Bible says. And so I think you can as well, you know, use that. It's not just enough to talk with your family when they're having a bad day. And yeah, you can say a prayer and you can talk to God about it, but you know what, a whole lot of peace and comfort can also come from taking some time to just 
worship God and sing to him even when everything isn't going our way. And through that process, I think through that act of faith, it kind of helps build us up and encourage us mm. to continue believing that he will be our helper. So that's, that's good. Yeah. 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 It's that, that was my other, my other. Hey, those thought. are both great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's totally. True. You can have as many as you want. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> yes. And that's, I think worship gives us words when we don't have words. Yeah. What you were saying is when we can't find the words to say or express that worship puts them back in our yeah. mouth and our heart and strengthens our faith again. Yeah. So. And if, you know, even if you as a parent, you're kind of thinking, well, I don't even know if I get how to worship and mm -hmm. don't know if I understand what that looks like. Look at the book of Psalms in the Bible yep. and read through some of those things and even, um, you know, pray some of those as prayers in your life because there's a whole lot of admission of, of, um, how great God is and also how much we need his help mm -hmm. within that. And I think there's kind of a balance within it. It's just a form of surrender. So go and go and, you know, study and discover Psalms. And I think it'll help, help you, um, have some direction as well. If yeah. you're kind of unsure what that looks like. Definitely. If we want to make a difference, if we want to take a stand and learn to serve each other, like Jesus said, we should do love, be love, give love, love one another, love one another, yeah, and do love, be love, give love. Well, this has been great. How can, how can parents follow you and find out more about Yancey Ministries? Yeah, so um, all of my social media stuff that I have, with Facebook and Instagram and Twitter mm -hmm. and YouTube, all that stuff. I use the username of Yancey, not Nancy. Mm -hmm. So um, no E's in any of that, just Y-N-C-Y-N-O-T-N-A-N-C-Y. Yep. And parents, um, you can go on my website. It's YanceyNotNancy.com. You can find me there. My music, of course, is on iTunes. You can find it through Spotify and Amazon and all that stuff. Um, the, the music that I do for younger kids is a series called Little Praise Party. Um, within those songs, that's what Hosanna Rock is yeah. a part of that we've talked about. Um, within those songs, I also have little cartoon music videos. Yeah. So yep. it's a very fun, entertaining um, way for your kids to experience the songs too and, and kind of worship even when they hmm. want to just sit and watch something, you yeah. know. Um, and then I uh, do some music for more older elementary age kids and stuff too. You can just search Yancey. Um, I knew thing that I've been doing as a, a series of worship, um, songs called Kidman worship. And that music is available on iTunes and stuff as well. And, um, I've got a, uh, one of those that's all hymns that are fun remakes and, uh, covers of worship songs, you know, like oceans or good, good father or different ones. Um, as well as some original, you know, music that I do as, as well for elementary kids. So lots of options there and definitely just, go and listen to it. And like I said, have a, have a little dance party yeah. or just be conscious of, you know, one, on one of these summer days, playing a couple songs and, and singing out loud mm. and asking your kids, you know, to join you and do the same and, um, just let it be a natural thing that happens as you go down the road. Yeah. Well, thank <laughs> yeah. you for, yeah, yeah. Thank you for making such great music. And I just say, tell the parents listening in, just go and enjoy it. And that's, I think, you know, worship is, is so versatile, but you know, as, as you've been saying, Yancey, it's just the, the joy in worship. So please go out and 
uh, listen to her music and play it with your kids. And, you know, as we wrap this up, uh, do you have any final encouragement or advice for our parents? I I would say, you know, continue to make church be a priority, Mm. continue to make Jesus be a priority. And, um, just like, like we spent a lot of time talking about today, just be conscious of what you're playing for your kids and what you're inviting them to do and what you're modeling to them through your life. Um, because they're looking up to you and, 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 uh, what, what you're doing makes a difference. Um, quick, quick, the little thing here, we know that music has power, you know, mm-hmm. we ended on around that. Yep. There's all sorts of songs that all of us have that are attached to certain memories. You know, it could be certain phases of yes. life, certain relationships, yes. certain places we were. I mean, there's, there's this eighties pop song that when I hear it, I picture <laughs> I picture a Wendy's in Birmingham, Alabama, back when they had the Super Bar yes. yeah, in the 80s. That Obviously, that song played while we were there having having a meal as a family. And I just always picture the inside of that Wendy's. Mm. Um, but I, I say this to church leaders, but the same thing is true with parents as well. The songs that you listen to with your kids, it goes down on the inside of them, and it mm-hmm. might be some months later, but it also can be years and decades later that they hear a certain song and they're reminded of it and they can sing it word for word, even though they haven't been, you know, singing it for 10 years, but it also can remind them of those relationships. Mm. Um, and I think these songs that you sing along and have fun with your kids on, you're planting seeds in them that are going to last for a lifetime of memories where when they hear that song, what do they think about? Oh, they think about mom Mm reminding them of how great God is and that they should celebrate him, you know, and have a dance party, you know, on a Tuesday night in the house or a conversation that you had outside in the backyard. Um, those moments that you create with your kids can be attached to these songs Mm. that are going to stick to them with them for, for years to come. And so I love the power of music. And, um, I think if parents realize that they can, kind of strategically, you know, choose to use music to help them create memories with their kids. That's a really special thing. Yeah. I love that. And it, we talk about uh, winning as a family, but parents use worship to win as a family. That's it. Yeah. That's, what, that's what you're saying. And it's so strong and so important. So that is really, really great. Yancey, thank you so much for being on the podcast with me and speaking into the families of our church. Let me say a prayer to finish our time. Thank you. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this time. We worship you as God over all, God over our lives and over our kids and our families and our hopes and our future and just all that you have in store for us. We praise you. Thank you for this time with Yancey, for her music, for giving her this passion and this gift to serve our church uh, in some ways, in our homes, in our kids and our our faith as we we grow in the image of Christ, as we follow him and seek to uh, live it out in the world around us. So we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Parent on, parents, you got this. Thanks for joining us for the Forest Hill Parenting Podcast, where we want to inspire parents to make faith in Jesus the priority in their families. If you enjoyed this episode, we'd love it if you showed your support by sharing, subscribing, and rating this podcast on iTunes. To watch our services live or find the campus nearest to you, visit foresthill.org.